Hello, and welcome to the Bookish Banter Podcast, where we'll be sharing our opinions about our favorite books, authors, and bookish impulse buys. Follow along on our journey to finishing and sharing our endless TBR. Go ahead and subscribe, leave us a review, and follow us on our Instagram and TikTok at the Bookish Banter Podcast. Let's get started. This episode contains spoilers from the book The Hating Game by Sally Thorne and the movie The Hating Game. Hello! Happy Valentine's Day! (laughs) I don't know why I have to do these things. Do you have any plans for Valentine's Day? Um, Yes and no. It's a Monday, so my boyfriend has the day off, but we don't really celebrate Valentine's Day because it's just a Hallmark holiday, so we'll probably not. (laughs) So, yes, we usually do, like, he will buy me a gift occasionally and I'll buy him something he like usually like a plant or something like that and see if I can keep it alive for the whole year that's that's usually what we get each other so we usually get a gift but we don't like to go out and do anything what about you yeah I will be staying home my my valentine's day tradition is staying home watching 50 shades of gray and drinking lots of wine because <laughs> you know cries and single so <laughs> so that's that's my valentine's day tradition I love that. That's so nice. Mm-hmm. Yep. I feel like, I don't know. I have a lot of feelings about Valentine's Day, but we won't go into it. Cause, <laughs> uh, yeah, I can't believe that they have had candy out for Valentine's day since like December 29th. I'm yes, not like they super have. into that. And I went to target a few weeks ago in January and there was like Valentine's decor. And I just thought in my head, like who actually decorates for Valentine's day. So my I'm mother. sure those people exist. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm sure those people exist. And one of them is your mom. And I love that, but I'm just not there. I don't know. Valentine's day is a weird holiday to me because I'm like, what's the point? And also like, I just can't wait for discount chocolate day, you know? Oh uh, yeah. The day after the day, I keep wanting to call it Thanksgiving. Yeah, I know. <laughs> the day after Valentine's day is probably my favorite day of the year. Cause you just get like the best discount candy. Speaking of what's your favorite Valentine's day candy. Are you a like gross chalky heart Valentine's day person? Or are you like chocolate? Gosh, this is a great question. I am I'm like a small box of chocolates without the cherry flavored one kind of person, Mm, uh, the mystery box of chocolates, but like a five pack, as long as it doesn't have like a, (laughs) a a cherry chocolate. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? What about Mm you? I am definitely a chocolate person. I am a, anything dark chocolate and anything that has caramel in it. I am. Oh, I'm a dark chocolate raspberry filling type of person. Like the, the marshmallow raspberry filling. That's what I like. And that usually only comes around Valentine's day. Yeah, no, dark chocolate caramels are, what about I, it? I would, I just, it's deceased. I love them so much. It's so bad. Are you, have you ever been a fan of the chalk hearts? Yeah. Uh, I'm like a candy corn person. I, whatever I call oh. like, 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 I eat peeps at, at Easter. It's, it's, it's a red flag. It's really, it's a my red sister flag. loves candy corn too. And she's like, it's the best candy ever. And it just, I can't, it gives me a headache. I like it. I really do. It's like literally whatever themed candy is going on. It's probably because it's pure sugar. That Absolutely. Gives me a headache. I'm into it. I'm very, very into it. So yeah, those are my, uh, yeah. Like I'll eat peeps at Easter. I'm into it. I'll do it. 
I'm not it's a big marshmallow well. person. The only time I yeah. like marshmallows is if it's on a s'more. Yeah. Or like a fruit like dip. Sugar. I'm not a big, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not a big peeps person. Or and sugar. the hearts, the the box hearts with the little like XOXO and you all the little things. Um, I no, I they taste like chalk to me. I love them. <laughs> I'm not law. surprised. It's a character flaw. <laughs> you're a very like I I felt you're very someone who's like if you're if you're gonna like be in a holiday, you're gonna be in a holiday and you're gonna absolutely hundred like, <laughs> percent. This is why I like I just, it's a it's just like if I'm not decorating for Valentine's Day, we're it's really red flaggy. Like if you're if you are and uh-huh. I'm not, like ooh, I don't know, it's too much. <laughs> so in honor of said holiday, we are covering the hating game today both the book and the movie adaptation because it's a romance and because it's popular and because they made a movie out of it that I could tolerate. So, (laughs) (laughs) so I guess question number one for this one would be, did you prefer the book or the the movie? Movie. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Hands down. No questions asked. (laughs) Take take your question back. No, just kidding. (laughs) What about you? What did you prefer? Um, I don't know. I really liked them both. I read the book in like one day. I devoured that book. I know you hate this book with burning passion. So we're going to start this episode off real great with Tatiana reading her Goodreads review of The Hating Game. And um, she's not wrong. <laughs> I'm just going to say this right now. So Tatiana, take it away. I gave it a two stars. We'll start with that. I said, this book is just okay. I'm more excited to see the movie because it seems that words will actually be spoken out loud and something of a semblance of communication will occasionally occur, but I could be wrong. We'll see. Why does this entire book consist of Lucy's nonsense internal monologue that never gets uttered out loud and makes zero sense, followed by Joss kissing her and then kicking her out? He is a possessive stalker-level weirdo with some serious Joe Goldberg vibes. One day after meeting her, you paint your entire room the color of her eyes. What's next? You kidnap Danny and lock him in a glass box in your basement and murder him? Don't even get me started with the outburst with Danny and how childish the two of them are about all of it. I'm sorry. If someone I vaguely am seeing took my phone out of my hand and told my friend to fuck right off and never call back and then stole my phone, I can tell you that it's not going to end with sex and brunch. The lack of communication in this book is astounding beyond belief, and they never actually have real conversations. It's just a series of quirky question games and half troops, followed by Lucy just generally babbling in her head with some seriously incoherent thoughts. Overall, one out of 10 on the communication scale. And nothing that Josh does is healthy. It's creepy, and I'm hating this book the more I write this review. I hate, hate, hate the lack of communication in any and all books, and it is not hard to have characters speak their mind and tell each other how they feel or what they want because it's called being an adult. And even if it's unrealistic, I would like to remind the class that this is a work of fiction. They could, dare I say, over-communicate, and we wouldn't fault them for it because guess what? None of them are real. No one goes in reading this going, oh my gosh, real men would never, because guess what? These are fictional, fictional men. I would love to find one romance novel with a man who actually opens his mouth and shares his words and actually means what he says and not just sort of hint around the idea that he likes the main character. I digress. This book was okay-ish. I love it. You're not wrong, but I still love it. my TED talk. <laughs> um, yeah. It was okay. I like it more than now that I've seen the movie and I appreciate the things that they brought into it. But like, yeah, I just, I was in such a rage watching the movie, remembering all the moments where like Lucy is just having these... Com- this communication inside her head where it's such an internal monologue. And like, I think they did a really good job of bringing that to life with the movie. And I feel like Mm -hmm. the banter in the movie is so much better than it is in the book. Oh yeah. I know this is a debut novel. And so I appreciate that, but just the fact that like 98% of the conversations that are had in this whole book are had inside Lucy's head and inside what we assume is Josh's head from what she's thinking he's thinking. And I just couldn't. Yeah. The lack of communication is, is 
Yeah. <laughs> so this is really funny because when I've, I've had this conversation with a couple of people, you included, and the first time it was brought up really, cause I had, I had read the hating game and really loved it. And then um, Jacqueline from the Bibli Avert podcast, her and I went book shopping and we <laughs> were talking about the hating game because the movie hadn't come out yet and I was like are you gonna watch the movie like are you excited for it she's like yeah she's like I just sort of like don't know how I feel about Josh and I was like why she's like he's got like major stalker vibes and I was like oh I love Josh he's just like so you know so on and so forth you know babbling on about my love for Josh and she goes um if a man painted a bedroom the color of my eyes two days after meeting me I would run the other way she's like that's a red flag and I was like you know what? Yep, it is. It really is. And then, and then I was talking to my little sister about it and she's like, Josh is creepy. And I was like, I was like, but I love him. And she's like, no, he's creepy. She's like, he like tracks what she's wearing and like follows her and like does some like creepy things and is like really likes her, but he like won't say anything. I was like, yeah, not to mention the fact that he painted his room, his room, the color of her eyes two days after he met her. She's like, two days she's like I thought that was like a few months later I didn't realize it was two days oh my god that makes it so much worse and I'm like ah y'all are destroying my love for for Josh here and I don't appreciate it <laughs> but we can be adults here and realize that he is very toxic yeah Josh is really creepy I feel like I liked the idea of them getting together and I really wanted them to get together and obviously this is a romance so we kind of knew where it was going but I just feel like there were so many moments that were just a hair off for me where like I think the first time he sort of admits that he likes her it's like yeah I like you and you're like okay do you because like you kind of in a dick and he's like duh and then it's like conversation over you know and it's like then they and like when he goes and takes care of her when she's sick and stuff like that it's like this makes no sense to me and I would be really annoyed and kind of creeped out if this guy just like showed up at my house that I thought hated me like I I, I don't know if I've ever had a relationship with a coworker that I didn't like that's like of the opposite sex that that I would be okay with them being in my home even if I was sick so the dynamic between them is just a little bit weird and then the way that they go to the wedding and are so like lovey-dovey I was like are you guys dating are you not dating like what's happening here that you guys haven't really spoken about like what's next or what's going on and I kind of felt that way in the movie and in the book that they were just like already dating and you're like I don't know. There was just that that kind of bothered me, I think. And then it's like, well, you just have to assume that Josh has been a stalker and creepy in love with her for the last six and a half years. And you're like, do I have to assume that? Because that feels like something I shouldn't assume, you know? So I think that was my biggest issue with Josh and like his character. But I like that it's set at a publishing house. That's really fun. Do love that. That's Mm -hmm. cute. Uh, The idea that an executive assistant can now become the director of everyone really throws me for a loop. And that was confusing. But... I guess she was like, I should have sent you to editorial long ago, but I just wanted you to do all the things I don't like to do. And it's like, yeah, what is she doing? Are you getting coffee? Mm -hmm. Because if she's running the whole thing, she's not an executive assistant. She's like a VP. The names of that really threw me. Mm -hmm. I think the the movie did a really good job depicting the two of them and, and setting up the story and her like Lucy Hale, like that's the word I'm looking for. The talking over the very beginning part, I really liked that and how she kind of set everything up and talked about like how B&G became B&G and I loved her desk and his desk and how like he's so neat and clean and all that kind of stuff and how they're kind of parallel opposite each other and the nicknames and things like that like Dr. Josh and Shortcake and I think that it, it is done really well it makes you feel a lot for these characters very early on in the book and you want a lot from them I just didn't love the uh lack of communication and then from the very beginning we're like okay obviously they hate each other and then Lucy goes home 
And then she's like, I had a sex dream about him. I think I'm going to dress up in a slutty dress. Oh, that no. made no sense to me. Like that like, didn't make any sense. I'm like, what, what are you doing? I don't understand why you should just like cycle lot. Like if I'm having sex dreams about you, you're going to have sex dreams about me. And that's how I felt this whole yeah. thing was going. And I was just like, I don't, I don't know how I feel about that. That was a and big was like, leap in both the book yeah. and the movie. Mm-hmm. So that was interesting. And then obviously you've got the whole elevator scene and the whole like fake date with Danny. I will say Danny in the book. I like Danny in the book a lot better than Much I better. do in the movie because in the book, he's like, he's kind of cool. He's got a swab. He's a nice guy. And like, she's like, you would be the perfect guy with you were the nice guy. Like she's yeah. a nice guy. And in the movie, he's just creepy. Like he's, yeah, he's, he's just too much. He's You're like, creepy. we got a Danny. You're a quirk. You're yeah, a quirky guy. Yeah. He's creepy. He's Let's just go. like, I not a big, not a, not a, not a fan of the Danny in the movie. And I don't like how they portrayed his character either. And just, like, I don't think that actor was a good choice for him. Let's talk casting. What were your thoughts on the casting for all of them? Okay. So Lucy Hale as Lucy, I didn't like. Yeah. Um, and we talked about this. I love Lucy Hale. Like this is nothing against Lucy Hale. I think she's a phenomenal actress. She's too cool to be Lucy though. <laughs> like she's just, she's just too cool. Like she, she reminds me of, okay, Lucy, we, we, we had this conversation. Lucy in the book is like Jess from New Girl. Kind of awkward, quirky, and I think, and we t- again, Lucy, I, I think it's just too cool to play this Lucy. Like she's just too polished and um, I, she's not as quirky as I think we would have liked to see her. And, you know, you've got like in the book, the scene where like she goes to see him and she like runs at him after he's out of the gym and she just jumps on him and is like koala hold. Like she's got her legs wrapped around him and she just like holds on to him and he like walks into the house and stuff like that and it's just like awkward but it's kind of funny and cute and like quirky like very Lucy and so I just I didn't feel that from this must be a very small person and Josh and Austin whatever his name is Stowell 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 Stowell? he must be very big because in that scene I was like holy bananas he is casted so well okay now on the opposite Austin is Josh the gods he is so fine like he's he is like he is Josh like he just is you know what I mean just like how you would picture him his apartment was like perfect and like it's just how he acted and his just his mannerisms and the seriousness and then also the like sweetness and the like vulnerability that he shows he just like he did such a great job with it and uh yeah he is He's Josh. I, they casted him very well. I agree. I think that Lucy Hale, yeah, I would feel like Jess as a person, like as her character, as Zoe Deschanel's character, Jess, is how I pictured Lucy. So I agree. I think Lucy Hale's just like a little too cool. I think they did a really good job with Josh. How did you feel about Bexley and um, Helen? I didn't like their casting of the two. I, I didn't mind their casting. I didn't like how they changed their character though like yeah. they changed because helen was like, supposed to be like this suave french lady who liked all the nicest yeah. things and all that stuff and like i did like helen that she was like doing yoga in her office and was supposed to be very granola at, and that's what they were trying to portray but i kind of yeah. i don't know i kind of liked the idea of having this very miranda from the devil wears prada style person as yeah. her personality like you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So I just didn't like that they kind of changed her to be a little more crunchy than I wanted her character to not change quite as much. And yeah, 
I thought that they did a good job of Bexley kind of making him not necessarily modern because this book was written very recently, but just more like a tangible kind of douchebag versus him just being this like fat, dumb person. I appreciated that he was like this genuine sexist fuck. I appreciated that. I mean, I hate it, but I appreciate it. Yeah, I think that it gave his character a bit more depth and it it added more depth to the story rather than him just being kind of like dumpy and dumb. I felt like his character was kind of pointless in the book, if we're being honest. And I think that's the whole point of it, that he's literally doesn't do anything. And that's like Josh basically like runs that side of the company and everything like that. But yeah, I didn't, I didn't love him. It, he was terrible. And like, he, as a, like a, like a person, he was terrible. And I liked that. I liked that the ending was like, here's all these sexual harassment claims against him. And I was like, okay. You know, I, I did like that. They didn't have them end up together at the end, like in the book, but I don't know. I, I really, I, I think, I don't know. There's aspects of both of them that I just really, yeah, I liked absolutely. and, you know, didn't like. So, um, so I didn't, I was sad that they cut out her parents. I know it's kind of unnecessary because like you don't have extra yeah. actors, but I was kind of sad that they didn't do like one or two scenes. I know that they're only in but a But it wouldn't have been, book. it wouldn't have been hard. Like she kind of does a Zoom call with her mom, but doesn't like, you yeah. could have done Zoom call. You would have done more Zoom calls because that's what it was. It was like FaceTimes and stuff like that. Yeah. I don't like that they cut all those out, like all the interactions with her family. And she just had like the one at the very beginning. It also kind of made that. me sad when like, you know, in the very beginning you have that scene of the book where like he has their website pulled up and he's like talking about strawberries and their farm. And she just has this like major like homesickness. Mm-hmm. And I didn't feel that from no. her. Like, it, like there was no like homesickness. And so that was kind of, I don't know, disingenuous, I guess, to the character. And then I have to say my favorite scene is probably when she stands up to his, we're going to go all out of order on this. I'm so yeah, sorry absolutely. guys. But um, <laughs> when she, when she stands up to his dad at the wedding and is like, he's, he's an amazing person. And like, and that's, and, and I, this is, this is what annoys me is because she feels all these things for him. And she feels that he's actually like a genuine, decent human being and like a good guy and all these things. And yet this is the first time he's hearing that. Yep. 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 And it also (laughs) broke my heart when she's like, this man just paid me a compliment and told me that I'm beautiful. And I don't believe him because of how you treat me. And I'm like, that one hurt. And that one broke my soul. And I'm like, well, and like their, their interaction at the bar where she like hangs out with Danny for the first time. And she's like trying so hard to like him and all these things. And she just can't stop thinking about Josh and like what he did. I was like, that was so messed up. And I just hated, like, I love the elevator scene for like how sexy it is and like how great it is, blah, blah, blah. But it just made me mad because I, I feel like we've all kind of felt that way where we've been led on by someone who you felt like was never interested. And that is just like such a heartbreaking thing to go through being led on by someone like that and then watching them toy with you and then you having to go and like pick up the pieces like I just didn't I didn't like that aspect of his well it's that and the idea and the idea of the way that he treated her make her made her feel less than and then him afterwards like sending her the flowers and then her I mean obviously she doesn't figure it out out until like the very end or whatever but it's like you don't get to be shitty to me and make Mm -hmm. me feel this way and like make out with me in an elevator even though we've never had a decent conversation and then send me flowers and when I figure it out expect me to be like oh wow how nice of you yeah that doesn't absolve you it's not okay of yeah I mean I've I've been in relationships where you know you feel less than and and you've never been made to feel like you know like you are beautiful or like you're worth it you're worth anything. And it's, and it's heartbreaking because I think, I, I think a lot of us have experienced this way. You know how she feels and you feel her in that moment of just like, 
I had this, this person give me a compliment. This was very, this song was very like begin again, uh, like a Taylor Swift song for me. It was very just, it's, it's strange that you think I'm funny. Cause you never did. And I was just like, mm, like, this is, this is like, we've, we've all been there. And it's just like, it was so heartbreaking for her to be like, I'm freaking out because this man thinks I'm beautiful. And I don't believe him because you're a fucking piece of shit. Yeah. And this is my problem with miscommunication and this whole thing. It's like, Okay, so you make out in the elevator. He's like, "Oh, I'm just trying to prove something," and he's such a cocky asshole, and that's fine because that's his character. But they they have this moment. She still goes on the date, and then he has the gall to be pissed at her for still going on the date, and then making her feel bad. Whatever. They get done with that, and then the next day, it's like he pretends it never happens. Then they make out in the closet, and they have this like weird communication where he's like, "Make out with Danny and tell me that no one kisses you the way I do." There's more of this like psychological warfare. They make out, and then they go to his apartment and she like meets him there or whatever and then she's like I just want to sleep with you to get this out of my system and then he again has the goal to like get pissed her and it's like this whole dynamic of them not communicating not being willing to like have a conversation Josh not just saying hey I like you I just don't know how to express it because I'm seven years old because I don't know how to act like a mature adult I'm gonna poke and prod you with childhood games and beat you up on the playground like I used to do when I was in fucking kindergarten and instead of having that conversation the two of them are just like on one end feeling one thing and on the other end feeling something else and like thinking this is two totally different things and then not communicating and then just running out of each other's apartments and it's like I, I don't over understand. and over again it's just this dynamic like back and forth the whole yeah time. yeah uh-huh and you want to hate both of them at the same time uh-huh. or you want to hate both of them at different times for different reasons and it's just like what is happening yeah. what is happening Mm-hmm. And you don't get any sort of real sense of communication till like literally the last like chapter where he's like, I painted my room the color of your eyeballs. <laughs> and you're like, I'm sorry, I have to go. I'm going to go run for my life. I appreciate it, but I have to. Yeah. Bye, Joe. Have a nice life. Fuck off. It's Goodbye. So yeah. That's creepy. Paintball scene. Thoughts on the paintball scene. I like the paintball scene. I thought it was, I thought in the movie, it was funny. I thought it was portrayed so really well. much better it done in the movie. So much, so better. much better done. It was so funny in the movie. And like, you know, him being like, oh, I think you have a bit of a fever because she's like halfway through paintball and they're like, are you sick? And she's like, no, mm-hmm. I'm fine. And then it's like, Bleh. and yeah. you're like, wait, where did that come from? That she has like a one day flu or whatever, a 20, like a two day bug or some shit like that. Yeah. I think it was so much better portrayed in the, in the movie. I thought it was so much yeah. funnier and like, it just was so much more well done, but mm-hmm. I was kind of upset that they didn't do the Danny macho man. Like you don't even know her. Yeah, I do. I'm going to take care of her scene that they did in the book. Oh yeah. I did love, I was I don't think that that wasn't he's too, he's too like submissive in the, in the movie to, to do that. I did love where he like shot him in the ass. <laughs> Paintball. That scene was just so funny and it was so well done. And you know, he like obviously takes her home and takes care of her and everything. And he like cleans her apartment. I would, I would, I don't think I would be mad. I was like, thanks. Like I wasn't gonna do it. So thanks. Like I I I mean, I don't know, that's just me. But here we go again with this miscommunication thing. It's easier, I think it's easier to understand the movie than it was in the book. But she wakes up and she's like, Don't clean my apartment, or like, what do I owe you? What did you do? You know, whatever, like all these incoherent thoughts. And then he just like leaves. And I remember reading that scene in the book being, that's when I think I was the most frustrated with their like lack of communication and where the relationship was going because she had said all these things about how she thought he was cute and she never imagined him being here and she like really appreciated him. And then when she wakes up, he's like cleaning her apartment or looking through her stuff or whatever. And she's like, what did you find? That was such a confusing scene. So I think it was so much better done in the movie where it's like, stop doing that. And he's like, okay. And she's like, no, I'm serious. Like, stop. And he's like, okay all right. And then like leave. So like, I think that was easier to understand there than it was when it was written down. And I don't know why it shouldn't be easier, 
but I think that that scene played out a lot better in the movie than it did in the book. Yeah. No, because I agree. this is one of those times where I was like, why did he just leave? And then, you know, when she's at his apartment, I think that was better played out as well. When she's like, let's just have sex and get it over with. And he's like, I there, think I'm done. My thing is, I think there, there was a lot more interactions, a lot more genuine interactions of them at his apartment in the book than there was in the movie. You know what I mean? Like a lot and more. That's, what, that's where the miscommunication kind of bugs me though, because they had all these like intimate moments in his apartment, like drinking tea and hanging out and like being friends and all this stuff. And I was like, are they dating? Are they not dating? But then they go to work and like yeah. ignore each other and act kind of weird. And then they're, they're not like establishing what they're doing. And they weren't like mm-hmm. kissing when they were in his apartment or any of that kind of stuff. You know, they're just like drinking yeah. tea and watching TV. And she's like, I'm so comfortable here. But then when we go back to work, he's kind of like stony towards her. Like he's just very odd. So that really bothered me. And I don't like that because that is the definition of gaslighting. And it yeah. like made me mad because I was like, what is, I understand like, like not dating in the workplace. Like that's an ancient yeah. nightmare. We get that. But I just wanted them to like sneak away to like more coat closets or just like send each yeah. other snarky emails or something, you know, like there was just no communication when they were at work that made me feel like this was developing into a real relationship mm-hmm. until we get to kind of the wedding scene. Yeah. And then, I mean, I think for him and this is, and this is explained later in the book, but you're like, you're reading through this or you're watching this and you're like, what is going on? Like, you know, are they, are they, aren't they what's going on? You're like, there's a lot of like anticipation and you realize it's basically, he's like, I don't, he's like, I'm not the good guy. Like he doesn't see himself as the good guy. Like his, his brother, you come to find out this wedding is his brother's wedding. And the woman he's marrying is his ex is Josh's ex-girlfriend. How chef's fucking kiss for any kind of trope. That is, that is the best romantic book trope. Ever. <laughs> ever the secondhand embarrassment the hate for the brother just like the want for an underdog the like fucked up incestness that it is just like chef's kiss for really I just loved it I loved that I was like oh my god and they're like I don't understand why you haven't RSVP'd yet do you, do you, do you not understand why? Like, is, are, is there a question? As to why? It's just weird. And then it, that was just like, Ooh, ouch. And then, you know, you come to find out that he's never been portrayed as like the nice guy and his like harshness in kind of being rude is almost like a shield. Cause he's like insanely shy kind of a, and, but I mean, there's no, there's no reason to be rude or an asshole. So like, there's no justifiable reason for that, but he's just like awkward and shy and she's like learning these things about him at the wedding and stuff like that. And his dad, Oh my, I hate his dad. So his mom is so sweet. I love her, but his dad is such a terrible person. I genuinely have rage for this guy's character. Like I have a genuine rage. I think this is a common thing in like movies and TV shows where when the dad or like someone of power is a doctor or a lawyer or something, they're like, Oh, I'm so impressive. And like, you're never going to be as good as me. And like all my, my, Like this kid's more impressive. I think this happens a lot. Like we get this every now and then. I just hate this idea of like a dad being so disappointed in their child for no reason. And, you know, when he, the part where he's like, I got my MBA and my dad still thinks I'm like, not going to understand what it would be like to be a doctor. And just the pressures of having a boomer father who thinks that they're so much better because, or the other child is so much better because they follow the exact path is just exhausting. And like, we get it a lot and we we actually understand this. Like this has happened to all of us, I think. So his character, yeah, like just makes me so mad. And it's just like, so, I don't know, classless. It's like, grow up and move on. And 
the speech he gives is like so sad where he's like, I, I'm just so proud of my son, just the one. <laughs> well, it's like, like, I'm so proud of my son. You're, you're, you're what a father would want in a son. And like, you're he's like just okay, like, well, he is the, the, the child you have. So moving on, <laughs> like, and then you, you also have this just like, and then, I mean, and you can see it in the movie, just the like crestfallen look on his face. And it's just so sad. Lucy's just like, I was sad in the book. Like I was sad oh, reading same. that in the book. It was, and it, it was, it was heartbreaking. hard to watch. Like it, it's like depressing to watch on the, the show. You're like so cringy and you yeah. feel so bad for Josh. And you're like, this is such a pivotal moment in realizing like why he is the way that he is. Mm-hmm. And we're, we all are our parents. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. his father so much. Yeah. And so, you know, and then you get this moment where she's like, okay, well, I'm going to like, I'm going to go get a drink now. Like, you know, it's like later on in the reception and stuff like that. And she's like talking to her mom and then like her, his dad has had a little too much to drink. And then he starts being an asshole to Josh. And like, I just don't understand it, but just like basically bringing him down telling him that his job is useless and he's just basically a waste of space and no waste of time and all these things and lucy coming in and just being like no Mm-mm. no 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 Mm-mm. and she says all these things she's like he's he's amazing like he's he's had to make hard decisions for the company that no one else could make and had to do them and saved all these other people's jobs um and like works hard everyone is terrified of him but they get it done and like all these things and all these wonderful things and it again this is the first time she's actually expressed any of these feelings about him like to him Love that this is kind of the point where she's this is the first time she's actually expressed them to herself too and I think this is a good character moment for her where she's finally like oh wait okay I think I do love him and I feel like I do feel these feelings for him and this is the first time that a single thought that she's ever had has been coherent so I appreciated this part I thought it was yes. really good because, yeah. you know, she's thinking full sentences at this point. So that was really nice. <laughs> yeah, I, I really enjoyed this part. And then he like goes to say something and she's like, no, you don't get to say anything. And she's like, Josh, let's go. Like, I love in the movie where she's like walking out. She's like, I'm so sorry. Like, I'm so sorry. And on that note, <laughs> congratulations on the wedding. I had a great time meeting everyone except for you. You were awful. It's been a real treat. I just love that. The, I love that whoever so wrote much. the script for this movie did a really, really good job. The banter was yep. phenomenal. I think it was yep. really good. It's it's a it super great, great rom com, and I yeah, I, I like the wedding scene. I I liked how that that to me was kind of like what clicked in place as far as the communication issues go. But still, they're on yeah. the drive back, and it's not like they go, okay, so are we dating now? What does this thing have to do with anything? And then of course we haven't gotten to that part yet. So. Ugh. There has to be some sort of turmoil. Why wouldn't there be? But it's this a romance. A, it's 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 in a different spot in the book than it is in the movie, and it switches the story so much. It changes the story. Just I the think, switching of this scene, yeah, changes the story so much. And I think it actually makes it better. This switching of the scene because in the book, so essentially what happens is she comes into the office and she walks by Bexley's office and he's talking to Josh and he's like you're gonna, you know, you're gonna get this job, blah, 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 blah. And Josh is like, oh, I don't need any help beating her. And, and she gets mad, obviously. And they kind of have a little bit of a, a fight and a falling out, but then they, you know, this is, and then he comes back and he's like, come to the wedding with me. And then they go. And then, um, then that's that. Whereas in the movie, it happens after the wedding and she walks in and she like leaves a little smurf on his desk. This scene broke my heart. 
leaves a little smurf on his desk. She walks over and, you know, she hears him say that and she obviously gets mad. And then she like messages Danny is like, hey, do you want to get coffee? And they like, she like leaves or whatever. And he like goes to have coffee. He's like, I thought we could like have coffee together or have lunch together. She's like, why would I want to have coffee with you? And I was just like, I mean, like I get it. Like I understand, but like maybe like, oh, it just like in his face and it just like broke my heart and it broke my soul. And then like the rest of the day, they're like fighting with each other. And then Bexley walks out and he's, and she just like shoves it in his face and like throws his words back at him. And then Josh, you can tell like in the movie, he like realizes like why she's mad. And in the book, then, he does it to her face. That's the other uh-huh. difference. He has that conversation with Bexley to her face saying, I don't need help. No, she just, her. she just hears it. Doesn't he? Oh, I thought doesn't that she? was, I thought he, I thought he walked by both of their desks and says it to their face. Like, no, he like, was in his office. Oh. They were discussing. It was the same kind of thing. She overheard right, it. I can, I can, I can. <laughs> but I mean, yeah. And then he obviously like realizes and stuff. So I think the distinction of where that scene lands really alters the story. And I think it, it leveled it up a lot in the movie for sure. Yeah. And I think it was a good turning point too. Cause we always need like some emotional something or other to go wrong. Like we, we always need a good comeback sequence. So I appreciated that it was like sort of at the end, after which we, we didn't have in the, in the book that would, that didn't really happen in the book. You know what I mean? Like, as far as like something super dramatic, yeah. crazy happening and then like breaking up and calling it quits and not right, talking right. for weeks. And I think that that was well done in the movie because the part where they sort of have like an off moment or they disconnect for a minute is when she's like, I just want to use you for sex. And he's like, absolutely not. Again, poor communication on both of their parts, but I liked that better. Right. I like that better than her being mad at him about the job. And I think that this part was better played. Like, I don't know. I I liked it better. I think in the book where she meets up with Danny to talk about the book that they're doing together and doesn't meet up with him to gossip because I think Danny's character in the movie is just so differently done and that she's just sort of like I don't know like doesn't acknowledge him when they go to the coffee house so I think I like that one a little bit better because it was so heartbreaking to watch on the screen him go oh, it oh was I just wanted so to get coffee and she was and like and then he like sees the little smurf and he's like happy because it's like you know it like smurfs are her thing yeah and he's like oh she like left me a gift and then like he goes there and just to see the look on his face it just Caitlin and I were like, (laughs) (laughs) but I didn't like, okay. Right. When they get back from the wedding and this part was so uncomfortable for me when they go back to his room and he's like, I really like you or whatever. And then she's like standing on, he's like, that dress matches your eyes. And then she's standing there and she's like, my hair's a little frizzy. And he's like, Nope, try again. And she's like, I'm a tree frog. I was like, okay, that's just, that's <laughs> the worst fucking line you could have come up with. Like, I, I was just so annoyed. I was like, ew, no. <laughs> I'm a tree frog. I was like, okay, I don't like this at all. Yeah. Anyways, like, I'm, I, I hate it here. Yeah. <laughs> I hate it here. I really do. I forgot about that line now. I'm gonna, have, yeah, to, I'm I'm gonna have to rewatch it. I, just, I will say their sex scene was awkward in in the movie versus like the book. I will say that absolutely. She just like whips off his towel. She's like, it's, "Oh my god!" I was very like, aggressive. I was just like, I didn't like it. I was it was very uncomfortable. I like he's naked. She's fully clothed. It's just weird. Yeah, it was it was a no for me. 
Yeah. So yeah, obviously they go into the interview and she like has this chat, this heart to heart with her boss, which is like the first time I've ever met with them, which I didn't like. I wanted a little bit more of Helen because I felt like we got a lot of Bexley, which yeah, I agree. I didn't feel like he was beyond necessary. Um, and then as a book lover, I just really appreciated the, the book gift she got because it was so expensive. And I was like, mm-hmm. what a vibe. And just like, I love romanticizing working at a publishing house that it would be like this fun and festive and that it's like even possible. And then they were like, this is the guy from Harper Collins. And I was like, ah, I want to work with Harper Collins. <laughs> I was really, it's <laughs> just like, damn it. <laughs> um, yeah, it just felt very like real. And you were like, oh, I just love this. She goes yeah. in the interview and her idea was a little bit different than it was in the book than it is in the movie. I liked her idea in the book of like making eBooks for all their older books that they had done. Yeah. Um, I thought that that was a really cool idea. I didn't like the idea of this like community group chat thing and like writing the chapters one at a time. Which is already done. Yeah. Which is like already a thing. (laughs) (laughs) But anyways, we digress. I guess if you're a reader. (laughs) Yeah. So I was like, "Mm, that's interesting. What a weird way to play that. I I thought that this was really well done at the end where they all assumed that he was that like Josh got it. And the way yeah. that they presented that in the movie, I think that was really, really good. Um, and I love, I absolutely, I really did. As much as I hated the book, I loved the ending of the movie where yes. she's kind of on the phone walking away, like talking to someone and it's him. And like, that was the end. And I just thought that was like- She's like, you're not going to poach my author. And it's like such a business call. And it's very like, you're not going to do da 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 da. And you like, don't, like in the book, obviously, you know, it's him, but like in the, in the movie, you don't really realize who it is. And then she like yeah. walks up to him and they're both on the phone and he's like, what are you doing? And she's like, oh, I'm just dealing with this real asshole recruiter from like HarperCollins. He's trying to poach one of my authors. He's like, oh, he sounds like a jackass. Want me to beat him up? Like, yeah, it, was like, like it was just so good. I love the ending to the movie. I thought that was cute. Uh, I forgot what happens at the end of the book basically it's this it's kind of the same thing like he goes he goes and works over there and then like I I did like the the like epilogue it's kind of like you know we went to a we went to a the holiday party and he's still like everyone's terrified of him over at HarperCollins but he's just like he's like um I don't know if that's what he's that's where he works in the book right at the end I don't know I guess he like and everyone's terrified of in him the there is like a CF he's does something in finance in the epilogue. yeah and mm-hmm. this one, and like in the movie, he was something else. So yeah, my new details. Anyway, you know. she uh, she talks about going to the holiday party, and everyone's like, "Has he kidnapped her? Like, is she is she okay?" And he's like so sweet and like caring about her. Obviously, the party and stuff like that, because it's his, his wife. Then they're married at that point, and they're just like, it's like so cute, and and it's so funny because it it is a very in character for them. It makes sense that progression and that like epilogue and everything. And I loved how she like talks about how he proposed to her in the strawberry fields and like all of these things. And it was, it was just really cute. Obviously you don't get that in the movie, but it's still, the ending of the movie is still very cute too. So um, yeah, I really liked yeah. the ending of the movie. Mm-hmm. I, I liked that. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was cute. It, overall, it's okay. This was, I read this, like I said, I read this in December when I was in the middle of a very intense romance phase where I was feeling very critical while I was reading it. It just was one of those ones that felt very frustrating to me compared to like, the love hypothesis where I feel like there's a lot of good communication towards the end. I think miscommunication is a very common trope in romance, but I, I read a yes. lot of romance once back to back to back to back. And this was just not my favorite. Um, again, I know it's, she's a debut author, obviously got made into a movie, so it's gotta be good, but just like, wasn't my favorite. I just, the lack of communication was bad and watching mm-hmm. the movie, I like it more, but I'm never going to reread the book. 
about you? What were your, what was your star rating? Um, I don't remember what I, what star rating. I, I don't think I've ever posted my star rating for it, but I said, like it, it, after I had just read the book, I feel like this was a very like Akasif moment for me. We were talking about this. We were talking about, I haven't finished Akasif yet, but, um, You're you were talking high. about how, when you finished it, you were like five stars, fantastic, amazing. And then you listened to like, I think it was at the Bibliover and you were like, and they talked about, they had like, they have like a three hour episode on it and they like really go in depth on it. And you're like, nope, they're right. <laughs> you know? And so I feel like, um, that's how I feel right now. <laughs> Um, when I first read it, I was like five stars. This is like so great. I'm obsessed with this. Like I read it really quick and I like devoured it. Um, I would say for me, just from like an enjoyment factor, he's, he's creepy and I just like can't get past that now. So I'm going to have to say like a, like a three, seven, five, probably. <laughs> totally fair. Again, we're on a romance grading scale. You're allowed to give it high ratings for no reason whatsoever, other than that it has good romance in it. I just, for me, yeah. like the lack of communication and the fact that like 98% of the lines are not said out loud in the book was yeah. just too much for me there. Yeah. It's the instant love thing that I don't, I don't do well with that mm-hmm. where you've never had a conversation or nothing's ever really occurred except for like one makeout session that you're like, we're now in love forever and ever until the end of time. Like, I just, yeah. I can't do it. I don't like it. Yeah. What was your rating? I don't think you Oh two no, it was stars. two stars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You two whole stars. The beginning. <laughs> two whole stars. Yeah, I gave it like a three seven five. Again, like we we're talking, this is the romance book scale, so um, some romance books are kind of. I think there's enough five. characters. Like the characters are well developed enough that they get one star. The plot mm-hmm. line is good enough that it gets another star. The rest of it is not great. Yeah, I think it's the creep factor for me that's it's kind of yeah changed it for me and the lack of communication as well so but I did enjoy it it was a very enjoyable read I I had a lot of fun reading I'll probably reread it because I had a lot of fun reading it first time I'll probably reread it and yeah it for me but it's fine um I did like the movie the movie I think I've I think at this point I like the movie better than I did the after talking it out the movie better than I did the book just because of like the sequence of events um I think the only thing again that I would change is making Danny not as creepy. And I think maybe someone else is Lucy again, nothing against Lucy Hale. I think she's a phenomenal actress. I just don't think this part was for her. Yeah. Based on the, she's like collects Smurfs and she's supposed to be like quirky and nerdy and dressed like a a school librarian and just supposed to be like fun. And I I just imagine her as Jess from new girl as her character. I think she would have done really well at that, but I get the element of wanting to bring in this sort of sassy, snarky girl that can handle her own. And and they have this relationship arc that makes a little bit more sense done this way. Yeah. But no, I agree. I also don't like Lucy's character. I think as like the, you just don't like Lucy as a whole. Yeah. Just the the idea of like (laughs) tripping in high heels and like collecting Smurfs and the Smurf collection is a little strange, but, um, know to each their own (laughs) grow up i'm just kidding (laughs) um yeah but yeah that's all we have for you this week have a very happy valentine's day um whether you're spending it with someone or not (laughs) um and yeah we will see you all next week yes enjoy discount candy day tomorrow or whenever you're listening to this episode and we hope you guys have a wonderful week bye bye Thank you for listening to the Bookish Banter podcast this week. We would appreciate it if you would subscribe and leave a five-star review. Thank you once again, and we'll see you all next week.